I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing, as well as an author of nine, almost 10 books, a speaker and writing coach. And today we have another publisher that we're going to talk to. Um, I've had a couple conversations with her, and she is just amazing. I love talking with her about books and publishing and um, writing and all those fun things. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. We're going to be talking with Shalrita Deloach today, and we pop her bio up for you. So in 2016, she published her first solo book, from Felon to Favor, and since then she has authored and published books and contributed to seven anthology projects. As her passion for publishing grew, she founded BWE Publishing and Consulting, and this is how she's helped over 100 women become published authors and grow their businesses. Shalrita is particularly proud of the powerhouse women who win, powerhouse women who win book anthology series featuring interviews from top women in different industries and her Anthology Mastery podcast. So she is one busy woman helping people get their stories out there. I'm really excited to have her on the show today. We're going to be talking about how to let your reader know you get them with publisher Charlotte Deloach. Deloach, God, I keep messing that up. So I'm going to bring her up from the green room, and we're going to let her share some amazing tips and tricks about writing and uh, connecting with your reader. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's so good to have you on. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. We get to meet again. <laughs> I loved our last conversation about books and mm-hmm. really excited to talk about uh, about your books today. Okay. So I know you have a couple copies if you want to kind of showcase them. Yeah. So I have some client books that I'm going to show. A lot of my books that I've written are on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. So you can find find me on Amazon uh, with all of my books. Um, but I just want to showcase a couple of clients we work with. Um, and these women are amazing women. I just love working with women entrepreneurs and helping them to uh, allow their clients to share their story, allow their, um, you know, they're connecting with their clients. They're connecting with those in their communities. They build massive communities and they're using books and publishing um, to create those opportunities for those in their communities. So I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you always pick like a different topic for each book or do you have kind of the same thing for each or how does how does that work? For my clients books or my books? Uh, for your clients? For my clients, they normally they come to me with the idea. So they will come to me with the idea and basically sometimes they, you know, they ask me for feedback and so I'll give them feedback. And I, I like to look holistically with their brand to see if that book is going to align with their brain, whether, whether it's a solo book or anthology. Mm -hmm. Um, I always look at the message, the overall message that they want to send out to the world. Um, so I usually will help them with some ideas, help them with titles and, 
um, making sure that it, it goes along with other books as well that they may have published. Yeah, I love that you actually sit down and do some overarching things to mm -hmm. make sure that it works with their brand. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, it's important for us as publishers to make sure that our our clients aren't just working on a book that's not going to really get them anywhere. Exactly, exactly. It has to make sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to share your impactful page turner share. Okay. Um, so she said, I have learned that publishing is a major skill set and very profitable. I've also learned to sow as many seeds as possible. You never know when they will come up. You never know. I love that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that last piece about sowing? Yeah, yeah. I believe I live my life in sowing seeds. And, and sometimes people think sowing seeds is just money. Um, I sow seeds in money. I sow seeds in words, in deeds, because I always remember there's going to be a time when I need it, when I'm going to need it. I mm -hmm. believe that's how God works or, you know, who, whomever you, you know, may serve. So I believe that, of course, I believe there's a how, higher power. So I believe that when you, everything that we do, like even this conversation right now that we're having, mm -hmm. We're sowing seeds. Both of us are sowing seeds into someone that may watch it later or they are watching it now. And something is something that we're going to say is going to ignite something in them to possibly write their book or maybe possibly want to start their publishing company. You, we just never know. So I believe that our whole life is built in seeds. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it could be money. So you give it money. It can get, it can be a gift that you give someone. It can be words that you say to someone. We all connect in some way. And I just believe it, it's all in the seeds and you just never know. <laughs> and I think that's how we keep living and keep thriving because someone sowed a seed for me in order for me to be here, you know, and literally, you know, how, how, how babies are made, you know, how we're made. So but like, literally, I believe that we all, everything that we do is a seed. Yeah. I love that. Um, and something that I was thinking about sowing seeds, as far as the books go, when people are writing a, a story in an anthology, like what you know, you work on mostly, mm -hmm. um, that helps them kind of get this, that little, you know, get their feet wet a little bit. That's a way of sowing the seeds. That's mm -hmm. also a way of getting them to say, you know what, I'm okay. You know, I bonded with this group here mm -hmm. and all of us shared our stories and now I'm ready to share my story in a bigger way. So a lot of times it's a good way for them to, you know, test it out, yes. sow those seeds <laughs> and be able to grow from there. Exactly. That's how I got started. Um, and before I got started in publishing, um, I started as a speaker when I got into the entrepreneur world. And when someone introduced me to the opportunity to write in an anthology, I became like one of the first authors in my family. Like that's an honor. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it like you said, it allowed me to get my feet wet. So I was like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. Let me let me do it, do this again. So opportunities kept coming. And then I wrote my own book in 2016. And then um, about 2018, I started my publishing company. So it's just see the seeds that we that you sow. I sowed way back when I wrote in the first book, I think it was 2014. So that yeah. seed right there is is where I am today. Um, so I totally agree. Being yeah. anthologies is planting some great seeds. 
Yeah. And you mentioned too, um, you're the first author in your family. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, looking at it generationally, we're doing the same thing. Like both of us are authors, both of us are moms and our kids are growing up seeing us do these things. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that doing for them? My kids think this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. My kids tell, um, <laughs> one time one of my daughters, she said, uh, uh, mom, my uh, my teacher's Googling you or they are um, looking up your website, you know, and um, they I ask my kids. Sometimes I do this with my kids to, to kind of see if they know what mommy does. And mm-hmm. they will say, you know, uh, my youngest is eight years old. And I say, you know what mommy does? Yeah. Um, you write books, you publish books. And then they tell their friends it is the friends are like, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a big thing. It's a it's a huge thing. Yeah, it is. Um, my my youngest is eight too. Um, my oldest is ten, and when she was five, she actually um, I sat down with her and wrote a book, uh, "Monkey oh, Mermaid Magic." Her idea. She walked in the office and she said, "I want to write a book about my monkey coming to life." She has a stuffed monkey that is her sidekick all the time. So we wrote about monkey coming to life. And when she went to first grade, she introduced herself to the teacher and said. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm London Wamsley and I'm an author. And her teacher thought she was joking until we sent in a copy of the book. And she was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Like for, you know, thinking back to when we were little, that wasn't mm-hmm. something that we could have done. But I love that we can do that with our kids and show exactly. them. Exactly. Do this. I've never known uh, growing up. I didn't know authors or personally, you know, I've mm-hmm. read, you know, read a lot of books coming up. But I didn't know an author. I didn't know a publisher personally. And so it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It really is. I love that we can do this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I want to talk about your being a page turner tip. Um, Before you start to write your book, know your why. Your why will always be your guiding force from writing to publishing. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about this. I mean, rather tell our audience about this. Yes. (laughs) Yes, So I I just believe that's where you start is the why. And your why is not for everybody. I believe your why is for you. So if you know that you want to write a book, ask yourself, why, why do I want to write this book? If it's to make money, if it's to... Um, make a bigger impact, if it's to grow your business, if even if it's just to have something in your family that you want to pass down, when you know your why, it's going to guide you to how you write the book or what type of book you should write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of upcoming authors make is that they just like, I just want to write this book. And then they write the book and then in the beginning, they didn't say they wanted to make money. So mm-hmm. now you come to someone like us and we're like, well, you know what? This book is not really a really money making book. But this book, you if you write this type of book, this will be a great money making book. So mm-hmm. uh, I always go back to my why, even with myself. When I start writing more books, I ask myself why. I know for me personally, I want to write books to make money and to make impact. So mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to have to write a type of book, which mostly is like an authority book or a nonfiction book that's going to grow my business, uh, be seen as the experts. Cause that's, that's what I want. I want to be seen as the expert. So always go to your why your why is going to guide you through the entire process. Mm-hmm. 
That is such an important tip. Mm -hmm. And you know, kind of building on that, something that I usually talk about, once you kind of have that why, mm -hmm. you can keep circling back to it. And a lot of times it involves, you know, impact. And most of the people that we work with want to make an impact. They want to help people. Mm -hmm. They don't want to write a book that's like, look at what I did. I'm amazing. Why? It's here. You can do it too. This is how you can do it. I want you to feel better. I want you to make money. I want you to mm -hmm. you know, be happy, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And something I usually ask them to do is to sit down and write about that why and write about who you're reaching out to, because if you can get a picture of a person in your head, even yeah. if it's, you know, somebody, you know, mm -hmm. or create a client avatar for your book, mm -hmm. who is it that you're going to be helping? What are their biggest problems? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we get caught up in that, like, oh my God, I'm writing a book. Who am I to write a book? And it calms us down to say, you know what, this person over here is going to need that book. This mm -hmm. is what I'm going to help them with. So it kind of shifts off of us and takes that pressure off too. Yes. Cause we know it's not really for us. Mm -hmm. If the book is not now we benefit from it, but it's not for us to read. We're not read. Well, we kind of, I kind of read my own books, but sometimes, <laughs> but you know, we're not writing it for us. Yeah. We're writing it for other people. And when you keep that in mind, it, it brings you back to full circle and say, you know what? This is not about me. This is not about me. This is about Jan, who I'm writing for. She needs this. This mm -hmm. is going to solve this particular problem for Jan. So keeping that in mind is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I usually talk about audience and purpose at the beginning of any client conversation. And this is like all of it rolled into one. It's, you know, what is your big why? Who are you working on? Or who are you working on this book for? Mm -hmm. um, so, so important. So important. So important. So yeah. important. Yeah. So I wanted to share the turn page with Corey tip. When you're part of an anthology, connect with the other writers. Collaborations that spring from anthologies are beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Have oh, you seen this happen? All the time. Even for myself, um, I tell this story that uh, when I wrote in, not the first anthology, the second anthology that I was a part of, I believe that might have been 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, the same, the the lady that was the head of the anthology project reached out to me months she was this author, this um, anthology, I, we did this anthology. And who would have thought me writing in her anthology years ago, would she would come back and say, hey, can you publish my anthology for me? Like us working closely together. So that goes back to the siege. You never know yeah. where it's going to go. I, I love anthologies for many reasons. And of, of course, one of those reasons is the collaboration and the, the friendships, the um, just the connections that you make with other people that you probably would never meet. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the power of the internet is that you probably never meet them in person. If we didn't have the internet, you would have never met this person, but you, you get to, you writing a book together so you guys are connected. And I say for life because a book is always here. You know, once it's published, it's there and it's going in your, I say it's, it's going in your arsenal of things that you accomplished and you didn't, you didn't do it by yourself. You had some other people with you. So that's why I love anthologies because the collaboration is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. Yeah, it really is. Um, 
I worked on an anthology a few years ago, 21, uh, with Kelly. Yes, Gilbert. I remember 21. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know about that one. <laughs> um, but some really wonderful things have come from that one. Um, Kelly and I partnered with two other authors from the book, and we did uh, an event this past spring. And, you know, that was just one of the many things that I've seen come from that book. I know other authors from that book have collaborated on things. Um, another book that uh, we worked on last fall, 20 Lives Ignited by Linda Laird Staszewski. She's got another name that I trip over. Okay. Um, she uh, she collected a group of 20 women over 60 to share their stories. And then she's doing another anthology that's going to be coming out this fall. And several of the women from the previous one decided to join this one because they just love it so much. And it's different stories and it's a different group, but it's it's that same sort of camaraderie. Um, they have a Facebook group, which is another tip. Um, if you're doing an anthology, you might do a Facebook group. That way the authors can connect. They can ask their mm-hmm. questions in there. Um, I know as a publisher, I always you know say, add me to your group. I'll answer yes questions but it's so nice to see people in there commenting and saying hey would somebody read my chapter um would somebody uh tell me what you think of my teaser you know about these different pieces of the book um i see you nodding so i know yes before yeah tell me about it yeah yeah um the it's just uh uh-oh did my stuff go out Oh, there we go. Okay. 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 Um, yes. I'm sorry. What was the question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, um, yeah. We were talking about uh, anthologies and all yeah. the authors bonding and mm-hmm. uh, uh, how we used a Facebook group. for. Yes, one. we do the same. Um, and I, I'm the same as you. I tell add me to the group because uh, it fosters that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even as a publisher, it also uh, it fosters uh, uh, more business for you. You know, if you're a publisher and you're part of an anthology, I can, I, I tell you every time, I'm always busy because anytime I do an anthology, the authors are like, okay, hold on. I think I want to do my anthology or I want to produce my own book. How can I do that? So communities is great all around for everyone, the compiler, the publisher, the authors, it's just never ended. And like you said, you never know who you're going to connect with and what can foster from that connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that planting the seeds, connecting. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know uh, one of the things I mentioned about teasers, um, that's been a fun thing for us to do whenever we do the media kits. We have all the authors do a teaser for their chapter. I love that. That's been one that everybody kind of asks, like, you know, what do you think of this? How's mm-hmm. this one? And they'll post it in the group. So I've been able to go in and like comment in real mm-hmm. time. They can see what I have to say about their their teasers, and they I can love that. you know I can do kind of that coaching thing without having you know twenty coaching right. clients. Exactly, I love yeah. that. That's a good thing too for the publisher. You don't have to talk to everybody one on one using that group and going live in the group and you know giving that real time feedback. I love that. I love the teaser idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that. So I want to share the make an impact tip with Corey. Um, Be selective about the parts of your story that you share, but go deep. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? I I, I think, and I think that even as a person that has been a part of anthologies, I get asked the question a lot. Well, Sharita, you know, should I share the same story, you know, in each book? Um, Mm -hmm. No, you have to align with the theme of that book and share that story. But like you said, go a little bit more deeper. So 
even with anthology and even with your own books. That's why I love anthology because you can always say to be continued. Connect with me here because I'm going to have this book um, coming out and then you can go more deeper in your story. And that's what I did. I shared a little bit of my story of being a convicted felon and, and, and one of my, I think about two books, but I shared it in a different way. But then I said, hold on, you connect with me here because I'm going to write the entire story over here, you know, in this book. Um, so yeah, be very selective and also make sure with the stories that you share, uh, make sure that, it is something that you have overcame. Um, I, 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 I hear and I see a lot of stories that come out sometimes and that you write it, but you're not really over it. Or I call it, you're bleeding on the page. Right. Um, and you don't want to do that because if you're not totally over something or if something still makes you upset that you write about it or something, now I know you have emotions, you know, when you're writing a story because it's different, you know, when you're writing something out, but make sure that you're over it. <laughs> if you had a bad breakup with a husband or something and you're teaching other women about getting over divorce, make sure you're in a healing place that you can share with other people. Because if not, like I said, you'll bleed all over the pages and it's not going to be effective. That's what I mean by bleeding. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to cause more harm than you would good. Yeah. And, you know, I always say your energy comes through in your writing. People, yes, it does. You write differently when you're upset. You write differently when you're, you feel like you need to hide it, like mm -hmm. hide pieces. Um, and the best example I can give that, everybody's probably seen this is if a speaker is on stage or, you know, up in front of a group and they're crying and you know, like it changes how you feel as an audience. It does. They're listening to the story. Like, Oh my goodness, they've overcome this. And they're up here telling us, and then they start crying. And I'm not talking a little bit of tears. I'm talking like, Oh my God, I'm sorry right. to blow my nose. Mm -hmm. You see somebody do that it changes how you feel. And then you feel yeah. sorry for them. And you don't want the reader to go into that place. You want them to say, wow, they did it. I can do it too. And now we're in a place of hope. Exactly. You got to have that bridge like a roller coaster. You know, if you've ever been on a roller coaster and you're going down on the roller coaster. If you do that in a book, it's okay to go down, but you got to bring people back up. You got to say, okay, yes. yes, I've been through this, but here is, here's the solution. This is what I did to make it better. Mm -hmm. um, that's some of the things I tell my clients. If you're not if you're still navigating through that, you may not want to write that. You may need to, you may need to wait um, because you want to help people. All right. You, you want to help them and not just, you know, bleed all over the pages. That's yeah. not, that's not good. Yeah, absolutely. I spoke with a woman this summer who was crying on the phone with me, mm -hmm. crying and crying and telling me this story. And I said, you know, I feel like you need to take at least a couple months, step back start analyzing this stuff. She was working with a therapist just to talk with your therapist, start getting to a point where you feel comfortable because if you're crying, like, yeah, you can cry, but once you get through the chapter, you should feel good about it. Exactly. exactly. Point where you're going to write it and feel good about it. You're going to be upset. And I'm not going to sign someone on who's going to be upset with sharing their story. They need mm -hmm. to be comfortable. I'm really yeah. glad we got to talk about that. That is so important. So important. So important. So important. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a couple extra questions here at the end. Sure. What is the biggest challenge that authors in an anthology have? 
timeline. Yes. <laughs> timeline. Adhering to the timeline. Uh, at, the, at the top is time, the timeline. And then not being able to, they say, I don't know what to write. You know, so that's why I encourage compilers to have a outline that what you want, because it has to connect with the theme of the book and what you want them to put in the book. But the most of is timeline is not having that timeline and not turning it in on time and, you know, and things like that. So that's the most the, the biggest challenges that I see is staying yeah. on the timeline or some compilers may not have a timeline. <laughs> that's why I come in there, but you need yeah. to, have, you definitely need to have a timeline. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something I've seen a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever I start with somebody who's on an anthology, I tell them you need to let the authors know they have this many months to write their chapter. This yes. is when we're editing. This is when this happens. Um, and still I, I've seen authors not get their uh, chapter in on time. Um, mm-hmm. I may miss an anthology yet, but we often we have to say, if you don't have it by this point, I'm sorry, but you I'm can't sorry. get it, even though you exactly. paid. And that's something we put in the contract too. You know, you have to follow the timeline. Exactly. Um, yeah, because you can't hold everybody up if mm-hmm. everything is going, you know, we have this timeline as a publisher. Mm-hmm. If one of the authors is doing that, you know, sometimes you have to say no. Um, exactly. And that's something I like as a publisher that we can hold the hand of whoever, whoever the uh, person mm-hmm. is gathering the stories. Exactly. It's their friends that mm-hmm. are in it or, you know, colleagues, close acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. had to hold hands and say, yes, <laughs> yes. And say, Hey, you, cause sometimes I may, um, depending on how they, you know, book me. Um, sometimes I have packages where, I will manage the project plus managing the authors, meaning the authors are seeing me up front more. And then I have somewhere the compiler, you have to do all the talking, you Mm -hmm. know, but I do, I have to say, Hey, you know, you committed to this, you know, this is on my calendar. And I have to emphasize that as well is that I have a calendar too. So if I have certain things that I am basing your timeline around my my calendar, you we have to adhere to that, and, and sometimes you got you have to be a little bit more stern and let them know, hey, I've set aside this time for your project. Yeah, this is your project. This is what you want, um, and you pay me to assist you, and I can't do that and try and 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 having other clients. You have to let people know too, hey, you're not my only client, darling. <laughs> I have other people, I have other clients that I have to provide service to. So it's very important as a publisher with ourselves, we have to stay really organized. You know, we have to be the really organized ones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I love that we get to help other people do that. Sometimes I say, just blame me. Tell them I said. <laughs> I said. Work. Exactly. I do the same thing. Tell them I said. If they want if they they want to talk to me, they can talk to me. I yeah. said this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so one last question here. What can an anthology leader do to help their authors write more effectively? Definitely have a, like an outline, just like you have a book outline, have an outline. And to me, an outline looks like, for example, um, like, for example, this, this book here, um, her outline is she has a title. So she said, she was very pacific. She said no more than four words in your title. Mm-hmm. Then she has the name. 
And she said, you need to have a quote or a scripture, whichever one that you want to go by. And then she said, you need to, you need to, you know, tell a part of your story. And then after that, you need to have some points. So each one needs to have points. So every chapter that someone reads, they have points. So she was very, you have, as a compiler, you have to be very, very stern and what you want. And that's a part of the pre-work. A part of the pre-work is of course, having a timeline, having your book cover, but also having that format, that outline for your authors. That helps. I tell you, if you have that, you would not see a whole lot of confusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is super, super important. And I appreciate you sharing the one out of that book. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like, Mm -hmm. um, especially for a book, if it's like business um, or leadership, those type of books, it's really helpful to have some points at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the anthologies that I actually worked on, I did I did kind of an interesting anthology package where I coached them, but we did like one meeting per month for three months. So I coached them on their chapters. I gave them an outline that was basically the story arc that I like give out all the time. Um, Starting with stuck, you know, moving on to that aha point where you're like, Oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. I have to make a change going through that messy middle and then telling the uh, hope at the end. And such a simple you know, outline for those chapters and every one of them just zinged right through it. Exactly. And it makes it so much easier, no matter the length of the chapter. So it does. It really, really does. It really does. Yeah. Well, wow. thank you. I love this. <laughs> thank you so much for being on today. We had such a great conversation. Yes. I loved all the stuff that you shared with the audience. I hope if anyone's watching and you are working on an anthology that you, uh, started taking notes during this so Mm -hmm. yeah thank you again for being on thank you i enjoy you know we i enjoy conversations about books and publishing we could talk about these things all day oh yeah we could we could we could (laughs) oh well thank you again thank you bye-bye bye-bye wow so another great episode of page turner story with Corey. um it, you can catch new episodes every week on Wednesdays. They drop at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern um, on our YouTube channel. I've got the uh, link coming up below. Um, and uh, have a page-turning day. Today, You can learn more about me, my products, and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his dad? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! 
On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.